0: Sticks down, drop the puck. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show rolling along here on a Friday. Ryan Wallace, Jared Justice. Big thanks in hour number one to Ben Goats, our esteemed co-host from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, did a fantastic job. I will take his starting six over any starting six anywhere. And, and like I know that that's open-ended or whatever, but like I'll take them. That was fine. That's that is fine. a. I mean.
1: The fact that he got Shang-Pang back from, uh,
0: know, be, be, he
1: got him back, that's, that's all that matters look, to me.
0: Look, here's the deal. I'm going Shang-Pang all day long. It's like, if fantastic. it were me, 100% Shang-Pang. Now, I probably would have put myself at center, like, 100% over He Willie. put himself at defense well, as the enforcer, and I'm like, I'm dude, I love you to death, but you weigh a buck 80, choking wet. <laughs> See, like, if I were Ben, and I'm not Ben, but if I were Ben, I would have done, like, the John Merrill thing. I would have been like, yeah, I played defense, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it forward. <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe I'll score a goal. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I would have done. But, uh, no, I, I, I'd put myself at center. But other than that, like, I don't, I don't have any issues. I don't have any, like, glaring issues.
1: I'm surprised he didn't go with any of his colleagues from the Review Journal. But just to, yeah, it's fair. Just to, just to give him a shout-out. But...
0: <laughs> Where would you put Ed Graney? Uh,
1: on the bench. No, of...
0: oh, no, no, no. He's got to play. You got to put, <laughs> oh, put him in a line. He in runs. Actually,
1: he runs a lot. So you might Does you he? you might be able to if you can put him at uh, like winger and have him just like all right, dude, you're 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 helping
0: on defense and you're on offense. Just mm-hmm. just run back and forth. For me, Ed Graney would be like the the player to fill in for Shang Peng. Like he would be yeah. the next Shang Peng. Tenacity.
1: That actually is a very that's very good. That's a very good observation. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. I've it, got my I've got my finger on the pulse of this.
1: We need to do this. Ah, no, because then people would really get mad. We need to do the like. Okay, this is our Harlem Globetrotters. Who is our, who are who are our media members that you're like? Well, does Bobby count? But he definitely needs to be on the team. No, Bobby's a coach. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, hundred percent. They they did they uh, up until the '90s, right? You were allowed to smoke on the bench mm. as a coach. Mm.
0: Nothing but love here. It's, again, the VGK Insider Show rolling along here. Hour number two. It's Ryan Wallace. It's Jared Justice. We expect Chris Chapman back on Monday. Darren Millard. eh, Not next week, but the following week. I think that's when he's going to be back. I'm just, you know. Fashionably late.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, 100%. With a big gulp and a
0: power bar. Every day. Every day. (laughs) Every single day, a big gulp and a power bar. And sometimes, sometimes there's, like, fruit. And, like you know, like those little tiny uh like charcuterie things,
1: oh, yeah. so like a meat and cheese yeah yeah, like a meat like and a, cheese yeah, exactly it,
0: like a lunchable, but for adults
1: that is actually a very, very good description of a uh <laughs> of what a charcuterie board is it
0: hundred percent it, it like... is, so we thought we'd have a little bit of fun here, and Jared Justice is going to be reading some of your mailbag questions. One of the things that I miss most over the course of the summer is interacting on a daily basis with. People that interact with the show, people that listen to the show, people that want to consume as much Golden Knights uh, media as possible, whether it be through a mailbag on Twitter, whether it be through the, our our weekly call-in segments here on the program. So we figured, I know we had people call in on Wednesday, but i I didn't want to I didn't want to leave it at that. I wanted a little bit more open ended, uh, and to have a little bit more fun with it. So. We're going to do a mailbag. I'm going to hand this over, and, and these are famous last words, I know, but I'm handing this thing over to Jared Justice. Now he is in the driver's seat of the show, at least for the next 25 minutes or so, while we get to your mailbag questions. So, Jared Justice, take it away. All right,
1: well, first of all, I'd like to say that we have three categories. You set out mailbag questions, can be hockey or not. but mm-hmm. So we have we have our hockey questions. Oh, boy. I suggested, hey, if you... This week I'm trying to get the ranking system in under like right. I want Millard to show up and go. Wait, that's the ranking system, and be like, well, based, yes,
0: based on last year's ranking system, that's how it should
1: be done. Yes, and exactly. I'm just trying to get it in before he can say that. Like, yeah, they don't make Fords anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, Darren. Yeah. Um, and then there's a final one that's just would you rather questions, and uh, I think you, you would have fun with those. So at any time while I'm reading these, you can just go. All right, let's just switch categories. Let's okay. go to something. Let's go to something a little different. But we are going to start off with Twitter. At XOXO underscore Mrs. Wallace.
0: I wonder who that is.
1: Said, Scotty the hockey boy. Yep. Would like to ask, how happy were you when VGK won the Stanley Cup? Mm-hmm. Were you as happy as when the Kings won? It's my son.
0: Yeah. My son asked me he this question. He just trolled you. Yeah, he trolled me. <laughs> uh, okay. You're. Uh, son, the team didn't exist <laughs> it's very 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 clear to anybody that's followed around for a while who knows me that i was a king's fan like it's very clear now i will say this i'm going to preface this all with i would not consider myself a fan of any team anymore once you get into the business once you're around the athletes on a day-to-day basis once your job requires a level of impartiality you you don't have the same feelings that you did When you grew up playing the sport Or when you grew up rooting for a team And just as you get older I think you kind of Grow out of that a little bit more At least in my experience that's how it happened for me So I would, I'm going to say this 100% Everyone assumes I'm a Kings fan I'm, I'm not I, I don't have a fandom in the way that I used to I'm just being completely honest Full transparency That all being said I was incredibly happy when the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup because, again, as, as we've heard from many, many people, like George McPhee talked about it after the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup. It's about more than just a championship for the city, right? Like, we all remember where we were on, on one October. We all remember what happened and, and how this community came together. And wanting so badly that first year for the championship to go to Vegas for, for the healing of the city – and And how much it stung that it didn't happen, and then being able to still be a part of that and be in the building and see that come to fruition, knowing how much and how and and how it it helped so many people, I was incredibly happy. it was it was going to be and will be a top three, top two sporting moment in my life. And I say top two or top three because one is the Golden Knights first ever home game, Derek England's speech. It's the best sports
1: moment
0: I've ever been a part of. So to answer your question, buddy, um, <laughs> that's, that's what I call him. Uh, to answer your question, I was incredibly happy when the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup. It felt like I was a, a small part of that, and um, it, it feels good to have kind of the ownership of that. So yes, I was even more happy when the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup than I was when the Kings won the Stanley Cup twice.
1: All right. That's an excellent answer, but it's it was very like it was very heartfelt and mm-hmm. like kind of serious. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take a like a bit of a detour here. Yeah, go for uh, it. Uh at Papa Lou 79 said, "Would Darren and you consider doing a once weekly segment that's a spin-off of Catching Up with Chapman? It would be named
0: Riding with Rita." Oh, 100%. Listen, Rita, if you're listening <laughs> to this and I I assume that you are, um if we can find a way to get you on the show more, I'm 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 all on board. Um, for those that that maybe don't know, Rita calls almost every single post game. I love our interaction because Rita's positive. Rita believes in her team and Rita does not have any time for anybody (laughs) that isn't positive and doesn't (laughs) believe in this Golden Knights hockey team. So I love the perspective that Rita brings to the table. Papa Lou, um, as much as I love our interactions when you call, um, Rita is the GOAT 100%, and I think the more we can get Rita on the program, the better. Uh, We just have to make sure the delay is working.
1: That is was genuinely I was like, yeah, I love my interactions, too, with her until I look down and go, why is it the delay on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that has now become a permanent practice whenever I come here to do the show Mm -hmm. is the delay must be on. It must be on at all times. All right. This is from at Monday C3. Mm -hmm. Other than Flurry, the most obvious answer, which former Golden Knight would you have loved to have been a part of this cup run just to have their name on the cup? no no love for neil
0: <laughs> no um yeah that's an interesting question other than flurry I, I don't I, yeah i guess that's probably the most obvious answer uh, i i maybe alex tuck ooh that's a that's a really good one right like i, I feel like alex tuck and nate schmidt would probably be nate the two for nate schmidt would be um that if if i had the ability to have them still here with this team. Um it, it would be awesome. And, and Nate Schmidt was an absolute treat to cover. He he was one of the coolest guys that you can have a conversation with. Um so well spoken, so much fun all the time. Um uh, so I I I I wish nothing but the best and hope for nothing but the best for for Nate Schmidt. And then you know, Alex Tuck was was a big, big part of this organization for a long time, and, and played some really great hockey. I'm glad to see him flourish with the Buffalo Sabers. So those would probably be the two for me. Um, if if I could like maybe throw another name out there, probably Pierre Ward Belmar. Again, one of those guys that that you cover in year one and absolute salt of the earth was incredibly important in kind of building or helping establish. Um, the the leadership here in Vegas. So those would probably be it. But but if I had to pick just one, probably Alex Tuck.
1: At the Gilded Jester, I believe the trap crap is holding the Kings back. Any mm. chance of them not playing the 1-3-1 in the near
0: future? Yes, if they don't have a lead in the game. Like I, I mean, listen, here's the thing, right? I don't expect there to be broad changes to the goal uh, to the, to the Los Angeles Kings system. I I really don't. And part of what makes this team successful is the one, three, one, their ability to kind of slow the game down when they have leads. Now you're forced to open it up. Obviously, if you don't have a lead, because it, it part of being able to sit back and being patient is knowing that you've got what you need in order to win a game. Now, might they go away from it at times because they don't have the goaltending or they're not going to have those moments where they're leading in games? Probably, but I don't think that they're going to abandon their bread and butter. This is a team that is going to do enough offensively to win games, and they're going to try to suffocate you defensively. It's not the most effective in terms of excitement, but it is effective in terms of winning games, and that's what they're ultimately in the business of doing. That's why I, I don't expect the one three one to go away for L.A.
1: I always remember watching several World Cup games and always just being like, "Oh, team scored a point! Park in the bus!" Yeah, hundred percent. And it, it, yeah, you're hundred percent right. Like, oh no, it's smart strategy.
0: I'm watching this. What about me? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think Todd McClellan cares about whether or not Jared Justice is having a good time watching the Kings play. Well, he should. Uh, at Nico Mendoza six
1: nine, mm-hmm. what's the meaning of life?
0: That's a really, um, I don't, I've never, okay. Um, the meaning of life, if you're to ask me to love and be loved, right? Like, I, I think that there's, there's a degree of, of vulnerability that comes with that, where, you know, you, you, you care enough about other people that you put them before you, but that you've also done enough to impact other people's lives that they care enough about you to put you before them. And I was fortunate enough to kind of learn that from my parents, like my mom and my dad, it put me and, and my brother before anything else that they did. And like you're a parent, right? Like that's something that you do. It's a lesson that you learn as you get older and you have kids of your own. But you know, the the only thing that I hope for from my kids, right, is that they they are in a position at some point in their life where they're loved, and you know they love, and, and that's kind of really what what I kind of distill everything down to families family means the world to me it, it's my everything I love my wife I love my kids um but yeah to, to love and to be loved I think is is incredibly important in life
1: once again another heartfelt great answer that I'm going to have to find something goofy in order for us to just do a palate sh- or a palate cleanser all right uh this is from at Jared Justice oh boy on Twitter uh could have just said me Well, at me, that's a different whole thing, different thing. Um, Who would do better in combine drills? Oh, no. Chris Magnum Chapman or Darren Millsy Millard?
0: Mm. Okay, Give give me the drills.
1: Okay, well, that's the other thing. Hockey or football, which drills do you want?
0: It's a hockey show. Let's do hockey.
1: Okay, standing horizontal jump, squat jump, vertical jump, where you don't get to use your arms, bench pressing, 50% 50% of your body weight three times, and you must maintain a certain velocity, pull-ups, cycling, and a five 5-yard five shuttle.
0: Oh, man. It's almost Millsy across the board. I think Chapman would be able to throw the, the weight up. The, okay. Well, I said almost across okay, the board. Okay, fair um, enough. There, no matter how much... Um, Mallard tries to uh, convince me he can bench press like 740 pounds. He can't. So I'm going to give Chapman the bench press for sure. Um, I, I don't, don't know if... Uh, Mil- Mills, he's going to kill him on the bike. Yeah, He's, gonna, he's just going to kill him on the bike. The 5 5 shuttle, I-, I don't think Mallard yeah. runs. So like maybe Chapman can take some of the jumping categories, but... No, it, like, and you know how much this pains me. I'm going Millsy. The ol- I think overall, I, I think Millsy has the better combine than than Chapman does. I just think that he's he's kind of like he's
1: once again he's kind of a long lean guy, mm-hmm, and yeah. so the only one that besides the obviously the bench press and possibly the shuttle because you know that's lateral quickness, mm-hmm. it's a whole different thing. Maybe the pull ups he might, Millsy might struggle with just because long
0: arms, you got further to go. No, no, I think. <laughs> I don't know how many pull-ups Chris Chapman's done <laughs> in his life <laughs> in a while. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm giving Chapman the bench press. I'm giving Millsy the pull-ups for sure. All right. Okay. Chapman's going to be so mad at me.
1: Oh, no, you're, that's why I'm doing this, so yeah. that he can come in and go, like, I one time ran a three-minute and 12-second mile. I've... Well, I mean, <laughs> Chapman, might, Chap-
0: Ch- Chapman was really, really good back in the day at, at track and field, but it's, it's not back in the day.
1: He so might just be, like, maybe one of those. They maybe say, he's just a freak athlete. I don't know. It's possible. Well, they say you can't really train speed. Like, you, all you can do is remove things that inhibit it. So maybe Chapman will just take off, and we'll all be like, whoa! <laughs> what, was, what was he really good at?
0: Like, what was his event? Do you know? I, no.
1: I okay. he and I haven't talked like you think? look, man. You think I'll kick at his office door and go like, Chapman, discus mm-hmm. guy?
0: <laughs> um mm. Yeah. I don't remember what Chapman was really good at, but apparently he was like as good as an Olympic athlete in, in a competition in track and field. But like he had the receipts for it. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah, know, yeah. Like legitimately. But again,
1: Life, that was, ki- life
0: is undefeated. That was then. This is like, okay, listen. And it might sound like I'm being mean to Chris Chapman. I'm not. I'm telling you right now, the only thing that I would probably be good at or smoke those other two guys on is the bench press. Like, that's probably it. I don't have any lateral speed right now. Maybe the bike. Like, big legs, you know. But... Other than that like i i'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat darren and pull-ups like I've got more weight to pull over the bar it's not gonna work
1: uh, yeah that's actually a better point than my he's got longer yeah, weight exactly. go.
0: like you 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 can't hide from your body weight there
1: <laughs> all right so we've got uh two quick uh tweets left that are both uh, actually about uh wow the golden Knights that's weird all right so <laughs> at g may l v asked will Cotter be in the opening lineup
0: I think he's got a legitimate possibility and and I guess you know it kind of depends on what happens through camp. Like he's got to have a good training camp. He really does. Now, Paul Cotter was I would argue a mainstay um in the lineup for the Golden Knights, certainly not in the postseason run, but Paul Cotter did a lot of really good things over the course of his first full season in the National Hockey League. I like the grit, I like his ability to shoot the puck. I like the fact that he isn't afraid to shoot the puck and he's just got that knack for big moments. So, alongside of I would assume William Carlson, which is where I would I think Paul Cotter would slot into the lineup if he is on that opening night roster. I think Paul Cotter has a legitimate chance, but he does have to have a really good training camp, and I would expect that he will.
1: All right. This is the last one before we move on to either rankings or would you rather. This is from Philandora. we really got to do that thing where I just read hockey names incorrectly. We really do. Yep. Um, What's the take on Theodore's erratic post-season play?
0: I was dealing with, you know, bumps and bruises I think down down the uh the, the end of the regular season. Now Erratic play, I I think, is maybe a a little unfair to Shea Theodore. Like You're talking about a guy that that really thrives with a puck on his stick, and if you're not feeling necessarily as confident or you're still kind of banged up from what you were dealing with at the end of the regular season going into the postseason, it's going to affect your play. But as you look at Theodore over the course of... The postseason, I thought he got better and better as the games wore on. I thought he was really, really good, specifically in the Stanley Cup final. There were a couple of plays where he was breaking ankles at the top of the blue line and making plays and scoring big goals. So, you know, as much as you want consistency night in and night out, uh, the beauty of the Golden Knights all season last year is that you didn't need one guy to carry the mail. Like if Shea Theodore was having a down game or two, Alex Petrangelo was fantastic or Zach Whitecloud was fantastic or Nick Haig was fantastic. The same thing with, you know, Mark Stone or or Jack Eichel. If it wasn't those two guys, it was Riley Smith. It was it was William Carlson. It was Michael Amadio. That's that's the beauty of this team. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that that Shea was 100 percent healthy. Uh, Because I don't think that anybody's 100% healthy, especially when you're going through the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that could certainly be a a factor in it. But, you know, the other aspect of all this is we're talking about humans. We're not talking about robots. Like, there are going to be things that impact how you play on a night-to-night basis. And the good thing for Vegas is Shea Theodore saved his best, best hockey for the Stanley Cup final and their Stanley Cup champions. So it worked out.
1: All right. Well, we are moving on to rankings. We have about four minutes in... Left in the segment, at Rita, <laughs> sweets. She her ranking system would be grade school, middle school, high school, college, and then masters. I think you could easily change masters to like postgraduate mm-hmm. or something like that, or mm-hmm. graduate degree. How are you feeling about a school-based ranking system for Golden Knights games?
0: Mm, I I don't dislike it. But I like cereal better.
1: All right, we will get to cereal. I was going to end on cereal, Mm -hmm. but all right. So then let's do let's do a few of mine. One you already know about. Do you think that it's a little too presumptuous to do like hockey games or not hockey games, hockey movies,
0: and like because as a ranking system? Yeah, as a ranking system. I don't think it's no. I think it's fine. I think it's like I think it's in the pocket.
1: Do you think that there's a way, though, because if you're like, okay, well, I'm going to make Mighty Ducks the number one, like the best one. As it, it should be. And you then get some random guy that's like, have you seen Kurt? or Yeah, not Kurt Russell.
0: Yeah, Kurt Russell. Well, Mystery Alaska is a really good one, too. Russell Crowe. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, okay. Um, well, I, like, I think you have to stay away from Miracle. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, because that's that's a real well, I guess in that way, you'd have to stay away from Mystery Alaska, too. I, I, don't, I don't know. There's got to be a way to standardize it. Like, I'm, I don't know where Goon would be for me. I feel like Goon would have to be a one. I just, I'm, not, I'm not a Goon fan. I don't, it doesn't resonate with me. But then again, like, there's people that love Slapshot. And I like Slapshot, too, but I don't think it's the best hockey movie that's ever been made. That's because I'm certainly a Mighty Ducks kid. And now, like, if they could only just make, like, two more Mighty Ducks movies,
1: yeah, then we could do a perfect.
0: Mighty Duck ranking, and I'd be okay with that. But then people would get mad at us because, you know, the Mighty Ducks are, were, are now a National Hockey League team, and they're using a throwback logo, and it's the VGK Insider Show. So, believe it or not, we'll get yelled at for that, too. So,
1: All right, that's fair enough. All right, this is another one from me. Number one, mm-hmm. Scotch Neat. Number two, Bourbon Neat. Number 3, American whiskey neat. Number 4, moonshine R and if it was a bad game, ol racket. Cereal? <laughs> All right, let's uh, let me get to the cereal one. All right, this is from Race Chick 3 on Twitter, ranking system breakfast cereals. Mm-hmm. Count Chocula, Crunchberries, Fruit Loops, Cheerios, Special K, and I believe you actually already responded to this. I definitely the only one that I will personally say is that the whatever the one is it's got to be one of those bags that they just were like but you get so much more cereal for the money that needs to be the one
0: like dino clusters yes and you're just like
1: (laughs) they didn't even like try to rip off the actual
0: product okay so i i love this idea because breakfast cereal is um like let's be honest it's a treat right like it's not it's not part of a healthy diet they spray vitamins on it in order to <laughs> they make. Do. It's like, oh, how much sugar? Can we spray vitamins and, and convince you that this is okay? Uh, that being said, I love cereal. My 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 caveat to this is it can't be a specialty cereal. So like, Count Chocula, or like booberry or or Frankenberry, or did you know that the, the new one is Carmella Creeper?
1: No, no but yeah. that does sound like it's that- it's
0: caramel apple and it's awesome.
1: Okay. I've well, had, well, if, it's, I've, if it's awesome then I'll I'll let it go but it I've, definitely that that feels like a working background. Ra- <laughs> work I've, backwards, I've, I've backwards had, from the name
0: I've had all four of the the new scary cereals um Count Chocula is still the best don't at me just don't do it it's the best it's it's Coco Puffs in in lucky charms form it's beautiful um but okay you can't have a specialty cereal because you know as much as you know the season's going to be done during uh, you know, October and spooky season and all that. Like, I-, I want it to be something that's relatable once we get into February, March, April. Um, a one out of five, worst possible. And, and and a lot of people correctly pointed this out. I had Raisin Bran, but it's probably not Raisin Bran. It's shredded wheat. Nobody wants to eat shredded wheat.
1: Unfrosted shredded wheat? Unfrosted. No, that just means that your, your parents were
0: mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So number one would be unfrosted shredded wheat. Just literally... Shredded wheat in a bowl with milk. Uh, Number two would be Raisin Bran. So that's two out of five. Certainly not a great uh, game. Uh, Number three, right in the middle. Smack dab in the middle would be Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay. Like, it's, it's an exciting Cheerio, but it's still, like, Exactly what it is. It's it's middle middle tier, right? Yeah,
1: it's mid. We all know it's that. very mid.
0: Okay, <laughs> so number four, four out of five would be Lucky Charms in my ranking. Like marshmallows could push you to the five, but I'm a chocoholic. I'm always going to be a chocoholic. Five out of five, Cocoa Puffs. That's that's my that's my suggestion.
1: That's a great list. It is all right. So
0: we may have our new rankings before Darren gets here. I think we do. Um, and if if nothing else. I'll run it by Chapman on Monday. We'll uh, we'll vote, <laughs> and if we get the majority, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got a ranking system for next season. Jared, yes, sir. Mailbag. This was fun. Yeah, I enjoy stuff like
1: this. I still have my Would You Rather's for uh, for a little bit later. So,
0: well, you know ready. what? We might get into that in one timers. That's coming up next on the VGK Insider. Ben. Carlson left corner, centered, one timer score! It's time for One-Timers, a quick
1: look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League, brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery.
0: One-timers, brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. We're going to start with some college hockey first. UNLV Rebel Hockey will be hosting their annual Scarlet and Gray game tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. inside City National Arena. Admission is free, and the players will be holding a meet and greet before the game starting at 4.30. So if you missed hockey, if you want to see live hockey in front of you, get out, support the UNLV men's hockey team fantastic program. Nick Raboni, a good friend of the show. We're actually going to get him on next week. And I mean, like you can win mini sticks. I'll tell you growing up as a kid, I can't, I can't tell you the amount of things that I would break playing mini sticks with my friends. (laughs) Like, okay. So there, so, so we had a piano and it wasn't like a legitimate piano. It was one of those like electric pianos. And so what we did was in in the room where the piano was like me and my hockey friends we would all come back to my house my parents would would you know chaperone all this stuff and you know you got seven eight year old kids running around with mini sticks and we would just shoot balls like those little tiny soft balls sometimes hard balls really whatever ball we could find tennis balls whatever it was Uh, we would shoot at you know a goalie and we would use the the electric piano as the goal we broke it pretty quick. <laughs> like, my dad was not happy about it. But I'm telling you, mini sticks giveaway at the Scarlet and Gray game. Go out there. Support UNLV hockey. Again, it's a phenomenal program. It's grown so much. And if you want to continue to see hockey grow and be a part of this this community, this, this, this city, support it there. Because this is a team that is, is continuing to push for D1. And, and I truly believe they will get there. So, Scarlet and Gray game, 6.30 tomorrow, free admission, City National Arena. Free mini sticks, meet and greet with the players, starting at 4.30. Show out. That's all I got to say.
1: I am I really want one of those jerseys because I went to UNLV, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. like, I love... I, I don't understand why I'm like, dude, these are awesome. Like, Yeah, the, their jerseys I, are fantastic. I don't understand why I don't see them
0: everywhere around town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. 100%. They're just... Yeah, they're really cool. Go out so. there, support college hockey, grassroots level. That's what you want to do. Scarlet and Gray game tomorrow again, 630, City National Arena, UNLV Hockey. Um, I like Petty. We talked about this yesterday. So much so that I keep bringing up the fight, perceived or not, between Kyle Dubas and the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm not going there, but I am going to another team in Canada, and that is the Ottawa Senators. Uh-huh. Not this offseason. But the offseason prior, it was the summer of Pierre Dorian because he makes this big trade for Alex DeBrinket. He brings in Claude Giroux, and everyone believes that the Ottawa Senators are going to be good. There's some injuries. They played some meaningful hockey, but they did not take that next step. And then it became time for Pierre Dorian to sell Alex DeBrinket on staying with the Ottawa Senators. Well, when you miss the playoffs, again, it becomes really difficult to convince a guy that had a down year and wants to make money to re-sign with the Ottawa Senators. So DeBrinckit was subsequently traded out of Ottawa to Detroit. Now part of the Iser plan. It's taking a little bit longer in Detroit to catch on the way that it did in Tampa. But Timmy Stutzla, one of my favorite Ottawa Senators, not named Brady Kachuk, Timmy Stutzla had some parting words... (laughs) For Alex Dabrinkit. If he doesn't want to be here, good luck on your way out. And and I love this for a couple of reasons. Number one, the players that are in Ottawa truly do believe in what is being built right now in Ottawa. This is a team that I still don't know if I buy just yet, but I I would run through a brick wall for Brady Kachuk. He is a leader if there ever was one. I think Tim Stutzla is a phenomenal two-way player. I love what they've done on the blue line. You've got uh, Jake Sanderson, who's who's coming in, big-time contract, going to be a big, big part of what goes right in Ottawa. But if this leads to Tim Stutzla dropping the gloves with Alex Dabrinkit in the game, (laughs) I'm all for it. And it won't be like a good fight. And I don't even need it to be a good fight. I just want there to be like, I want you gone. Well, I wanted to be gone. Cool, well, we both got what we want, but hey, let's fight anyway. Uh, the, Have you ever been a part of one of those fights? I
1: mean, all I was thinking was the, uh, the Well, bye then. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: exactly. Like, you don't want to be here. No, I don't. Well, we don't want you here. Okay, cool. I'm mad about it. I don't know why. <laughs> I just love any time where it's an athlete is just like, yeah, I hated that place. Dude, we didn't, like, good, go. <laughs> See you later. Um, but I love it from Stutzla. It's leadership. And, and again, it's a sign that things are changing ever so slowly for the Ottawa Senators um file this in Captain obvious news Connor McDavid says he and his team are dialed in for the upcoming season
1: <laughs> do, you, do you just want to move on or do you just want to like because Genuinely, and you've been saying this, you said this in the first hour, and uh, mm-hmm. you alluded, well, you, you mentioned it also with Danny. Mm-hmm. The entire team concept is to run you into the ground, dude. You better be dialed in for the season. I hope.
0: <laughs> Connor. You're I, the only reason that the team is good. I hope you and Leon drysidel are dialed oh. in for the season. Because if you're not, oh boy. And and listen, it is September 8th, right? Like. Why would you not be dialed in for a season that starts in a month? I I don't know. I'm not sure why this is news, but believe it or not, it is. (laughs) Believe it or not, whether or not Connor McDavid is ready for next season is news. Like, no one's asking Jack Eichel if he's dialed in for the season. Of course he is. He's a Stanley Cup champion. Jack Eichel, Stanley Cup champion. Connor McDavid, not that. (laughs) He's not that. He's got to be dialed in for the season. I know that that obviously this
1: is me being facetious, mm-hmm. but how often do you think Connor McDavid like passes the puck and goes, "Who was that that I just passed it to?"
0: He's going to be doing it a lot, <laughs> uh, quite a bit, quite a bit this year. Um, like his, they should just wear on
1: their helmets. They should just have the creative player. I'll on will face From I, NHL,
0: creative player is, is is a concept that I love. Um, many many years, actually, I, like ironically enough you know, Ben Goetz was telling the story about how he used to play alongside Jake Gensel. Um, The the Pittsburgh Penguins in like Sidney Crosby's heyday had what I would justify or call creative players. Like they would just find these guys, like Brian Rust. Yeah, that's definitely a real guy. (laughs) Definitely a real guy that scores a lot of goals playing alongside Sidney Crosby. Jake Gensel, totally real, 100% real guy. And like, To Gensel's credit, he's a really, really good player on his own. But, you know, when you come up and you've got that chemistry with Sidney Crosby, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Sidney Crosby and Joe Smith, Johnny Gray, right? Like, just it's creative players. But, you know, Connor McDavid is interesting in that I I feel like when he's not playing with Dreisaitl, the name on the back of the jersey should just be Connor's line mate, <laughs> <laughs> because hey, <laughs> not he's Connor, not, not <laughs> Connor McDavid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a guy you want to score, <laughs> you want to see score because as as much as Connor might be dialed in for the season, and, and I expect that he's going to be, and again we, we're having some fun here because the Golden Knights beat the Edmonton Oilers in their run to the Stanley Cup, and the Golden Knights are Stanley Cup champions, the Edmonton Oilers are not, and Jack Eichel won a Stanley Cup in his first, count it first. Foray into the playoffs and Connor McDavid has been there and has still not won it. Um, and we can do that for as long as we possibly want to because reigning champions. I just I wonder what another level for Connor McDavid. Like if I'm gonna be serious here for a minute and I'll try, I, I really will. Dialed in for the season means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But for Connor McDavid, last year he proved that he is not just a setup man. Last year, he wanted to show the world that if you think Austin Matthews is a better goal scorer than I am, you're wrong. I am. I'm the best player offensively in the game. He went out there and he proved it. He outpaced everybody in points, outpaced everybody in assists, outpaced everybody in goals. The only thing Connor McDavid can reasonably do to prove that he can find another gear is to win a championship. He's literally done everything. He has proven he could be the best goal scorer. He has proven that he could be the guy that leads the league in scoring. He has proven all of that individual success that you want to see from a player. The only thing that he hasn't done is win. And, And this is nothing against Connor McDavid. I don't believe he can, not because of him, but because of the way his team has been constructed around him. I just don't believe it. And again, I know that that's... A very cavalier thing to say when you're talking about a transitional, generational, one-of-a-kind talent. But I just don't believe it. So, I hope he's dialed in. Because Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our only hope. That's a Star Wars reference for those that (laughs) may not know it. Okay, let's switch gears to the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers, who... (laughs) had a, a Cinderella run to the Stanley Cup final in which they got demolished. Smoked. By the current reigning, defending Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights. Captain Sasha Barkov said, this run to the Stanley Cup final made us stronger. And I agree with that. Anytime you get to a championship round, anytime you go through the playoffs... Anytime you can embarrass the Toronto Maple Leafs, like you learn a thing or two from that. You really do. I'm, I'm all on board with that. I think you're right on the money, Sasha Barkov. Here's the problem Matthew Kachuk was very seriously injured. Aaron Ekblad was very seriously injured, dealing with injuries. That team, pretty much half the roster, was incredibly banged up. And there will be guys missing from this roster that are important players that are players that are going to help you get back to that level at the beginning of the season. So I know you have a bond built. I'm not sure that that bond is going to be able to keep you afloat when you have significant pieces missing at the beginning of the year. That being said, that being said, if the Florida Panthers can kind of keep their head above water and then you start to get healthy There is something to be said about what you were able to accomplish and how you came together. The other thing that you have to keep in mind when it comes to Florida, Sergei Bobrovsky. Is Sergei Bobrovsky back? Or is this like the natural cycle of Sergei Bobrovsky where he's got like a pretty good season? And I mean like his regular season wasn't even that good. It was just his playoffs that were phenomenal. And then like two or three seasons where it just doesn't work out. And then it's like, oh, man, I'm going to play at a Vesna caliber. And then I'm not going to play at a Vesna <laughs> caliber. I don't know. <laughs> time will tell. We'll see what ends up happening with Florida. But, you know, again, the bond, the experience, all of it is amazing for that team and great for the city. But they're going to be up against it going into the season because there's some injuries that are going to take some time to get through. And for the Florida Panthers' sake, for the fans' sake, I I hope they're able to do that. Those are your one-timers for today, September 8th. We're back with Jared Justice and catching up with Justice.
1: We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show.
0: Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Wrapping up a really fun week here. Ryan Wallace, Jared Justice, VGK Insider Show. Ordinarily, it's catching up with Chapman, but uh, we're gonna throw the keys back over to Jared Justice, and he's gonna close us out. Justice, what do you want to talk about?
1: (laughs) Okay, I didn't. I thought that was gonna fade. It did not fade. Uh, Just to let everybody behind the uh, behind the scenes, our board, we do have a new board in here, and apparently, it is not set to fade. It is set to stop. Mm -hmm. So um, that was a song called Herculean Strength.
0: Herculean Strength.
1: Yes. Wow. Yeah, again, I think these names are just picked out of a hat, and then Mm -hmm. they're just like, "All right, what do you got for me?" All right, so we have approximately three minutes left in this segment. Mm -hmm. I would like to play "Would You Rather" with you. Okay. All right. Off the top, would you rather have ten fingers on each of your hands or ten toes on each of your feet? (sighs) Um,
0: ten fingers on each hand.
1: I feel like it'd be like make shoes look weird if you had. Yeah, it
0: really would. Like I, really, I, I I think five toes on a foot is the right <laughs> amount, and you can, you can adjust to ten fingers I think, on each hand. I, I, I think you could.
1: I think I would say that arguably to some of us, um, eight is probably enough because the, the little one keeps just running into random sharp corners, <laughs> and uh, frankly, I don't know if I need it. Yeah. All right. Would you rather constantly have to sneeze but it never comes out? Are four hours a day
0: have the hiccups? I'll take hiccups all day long. I absolutely hate the sensation of needing to sneeze and not being able to. I think it's one of the worst sensations you could ever feel in your entire life. So no, I I don't want to do that. I'll take the hiccups. Is
1: is it more annoying to have uh, or to need to sneeze, or to have that person in your life who stops everything when they need to sneeze? Like hold on, hold on.
0: No, I'm that person, because, oh, if you okay. dist- because if you distract me and I can't do it, I'm, a pain, I'm <laughs> yeah. a pain to deal with. All right. Would you rather have a co-host
1: who speaks entirely in Shakespearean iambic pentameter or one who constantly talks over you before you can finish your sentence? So would you rather have someone go, speak the speech, I pray you, as I pronounce it to you, trippingly on the tongue? Or would you rather have somebody, as soon as you're about to finish a thought, go, all right, well, what I mean...
0: Hmm, That's a really interesting question and one I don't have any experience with at all. Um, I'm going to go iambic pentameter. I think, it'd be, I think that'd be fun. You'd think, you think it'd be fun to just... Who's, uh, who's the town crier for the, uh, for
1: the Henderson Silver? Harold! Her- oh, yes. that's a great thing. Just yes. have him co-host the show. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd love to do a show with Harold. All right, last one. Would you rather have a producer that always plays the wrong sound the first time or one that always turns your mic on after you've already started talking? So you have to restart your sentence each time or you have to stop sound and replay it each time?
0: Both of those things happen. Um, that's, oh, uh, probably restarting the sound. Yeah, yeah, I think restarting the sound. like. I, You could at least lean into it as a bit. Yeah. Having to restart your thought every time. And I'll lose it. Like, I'll lose the thought. It's like a sneeze that you didn't get to. Exactly. I I feel like having to restart my thought is exactly like having to find the sneeze when it's lost you. So, um, yeah, I think you're right on the money there. Justice, you did a phenomenal job. I really enjoyed this week. I hope you enjoyed it, too. We're back on Monday, 4 o'clock, VGK Insider Show.